With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Check, check. Love and happiness. Yeah. Something that can make you do wrong. Make you do right. Yeah. Love and happiness Wait a minute, something's going wrong Someone's on the phone Three o'clock in the morning, yeah. Talking about how she can make it right, yeah. yeah. Happiness is when you really feel good about somebody. There's nothing wrong being in love with someone, yeah.
to Real Life Spill. It's too late for you and me 
Real Life Media, Real Life Spill, hosted by Chuck C. and your girl A. Rank. Real Life Spill, real life for real people. Hello, my people, and welcome to the Real Life Spill show. It has been a minute before I bring everybody on. It has really been a while, and... You know, what you going to do when it's too late? You know, it's funny. Every time I hear that song, I think about the movie Baby Boy. But what's up in your neighborhood? How's everybody been? As I said, it has been a while. Haven't been here since December. But Real Life Spill is officially back. We're working on some new shows, a couple of new platforms, and actually an online station. So it does feel good to be here and bring Ajua in the building. Ajua, are we ready? We're ready. Good evening. Good evening. It's good to be back. Well, tonight I'm very excited because we're going to be talking about a very important subject. And that is the subject of marriage. I definitely don't think that uh, it gets spoken about enough. And so we have for our listening pleasure this evening, we have uh, Minister Herman J. Simpson. He's in the house with us tonight, and he's gonna he's gonna bring it to us in ways that we probably have never had. He's gonna give it to us straight. He's gonna be talking about this, as I say, extremely important subject, marriage. He has uh, advised and counseled um, a a number of uh, couples. And so uh, we're looking forward to hearing what the minister is going to share with us tonight. Minister Herman J. Simpson, are you in the building? Good evening. Good evening, family. How are you? Oh, we're great, Minister. How are you? Oh, too blessed to be stressed and so happy that you guys are back on the air. You know, I really appreciate the opportunity to share and build with your listening audience. And we're going to have fun tonight. We're going to have some fun tonight. So, Minister, tell us a little bit about yourself and the work you've done. And, um, you know, just, just you know, tell us you know, what you found to be, uh, you know, some of the difficulties or the highs and lows of marriage. And specifically, we, um, we're we going to open this show with the uh, marriage versus union. And so I'd like you to um, start, let's start with that. Okay, great, great. Well, first of all, 
I am a certified counselor. I'm certified by the Christian Counselors Association of America, and I've been counseling now for about 15 years. I've been in ministry for about 17 years now. I was ordained in uh, 2005, and, you know, it's been a journey. It's, it's truly been a journey, and I realized that um, we have such a wrong concept of what marriage is, and there's so many hurting people in relationships, so many people hurting in marriages, so many people have so many fantasies and fake facades and, you know, of what marriage is and false concepts of what it is, and no one, no one's teaching it. And you know, the fairy tale, the fairy tale. Yes, yes, no question. You know, everybody's, oh, it, it becomes almost like the little Barney song. I love you, you love me, <laughs> we're one happy family. <laughs> but it's it's a whole lot more to it than that. And, you know, the reality there is, you know, when you talk about marriage versus union, the concept of marriage is a horizontal agreement between two people. It's a contract. Marriage is a horizontal agreement between two people. A union is a vertical relationship between two people and God. So two people can enter into agreement all they want, and they will deal with all of the issues and hassles that people go through. But when you enter into a union and God becomes a unifying force of that union, that's when you grow. That's Mm -hmm. when the two become one. That's when there is room for each and every member of that union to grow and flourish. And we have so many marriages, I call them, they're like bleach white sepulchers. They look beautiful on the outside. Everybody sees the wonderful couple with the picket fence. But there are some people living in hell in their marriages. My brother calls it uh, catching hell and calling it a good time. Yes, yes, so so well said, so well said. And and the unfortunate part of it is that it doesn't have to be that way because if we can become more union-minded and less contractual-minded for marriage, then we'll understand clearly that, wait a minute, this is an opportunity for us to grow together, not just flow together. And that's a major missing component in so many marriages and you know, over the 15 years I've counseled, you know, I, I can see where couples are really hurting. Mm-hmm. They're hurting. They're flowing, they're flowing together. They're getting along. They get along. But there's no growth. There's no But marriage is so complicated, yeah. Minister. Oh, yeah. You know, there are no yes. perfect people. I, I believe there are no. no perfect people. But they are no. people that are perfect for each other. Right. So, right. Yeah, well, so, there's so no so perfect true. people, but there are people that are perfect for each other, right? I do yeah, think that. Yeah. Well, 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 you know, perfection is something that you always obtain, but it, but it, but it ne- it's never achieved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> so, you know, but we can bring can... excellence to the table. We have the yes, ability. Yes, no question. No question. And bringing excellence to the table means that you have to move ego off the table. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, and ego is one of the biggest downfalls in most marriages because individuals are more concerned with being right than getting it right, Mm. you know. And when you enter in a marriage, that's what you say, a I and a me. But when you're in a union, it's a we and a us. There is no singular language in a union. 
their singular language in marriage. That's why the divorce rate is what it is. Oh, well, you owe me this and you give me that and this is mine and that's yours. In the union, there is none of that because your greatest asset is each other. And in that union, you stop. You sacrifice the me and the I for the we and the us. And it's such a spiritual joining. Uh, it's a union mentally. It's a union emotionally. It's a union spiritually. It's a union physically. But it's work. It is work. It is work. You know, there's an old saying, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody want to die. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants a beautiful marriage, but when it comes time to make the sacrifice, when it comes time yeah. to to surrender, you know, the issue of who's right in order to get it right, that's when that's when the work that's when the work begins. The work begins when you stop looking at that other individual as just an individual. You look at that mm-hmm. person as that is part of me. My beloved mate is part of me. So if I hurt this person, I'm hurting myself. If they hurt me, they're hurting themselves. That's a union. And in a union, it's virtually impossible for one person to be in pain and the other one not know it. There are men and women as we speak right now that are in marriages and they're in pain, and their mate mm-hmm. doesn't even know it. There are women crying at night, and the husband goes on to sleep like nothing's wrong. There are men who have a silent cry of pain and hurt, and no one hears it. But how could you be in a marriage with someone and not know that your mate is hurting? In a union, it's virtually impossible for that to happen. Virtually impossible to be in the same home with someone that you are unified with, and they are hurting, and you don't know it? You're oblivious to it? Well, no. Yeah, marriage, you know, is about the growth of the individuals, I believe. And you know, I just wanted to ask you. I, I realize that, you know, it take you talk about the work and what it takes to have a marriage, and it, you must have love, you must have commitment, you must have communication, you must have respect and trust. You know, uh, there's a lot of components to marriage, and some people, as we said in the beginning. They are caught up in the fairy tale, and they are not really aware of the work that it entails. And then when they get in it and they realize that, you know, you must, in order for the marriage to work, you must work it. And some people, yeah. they don't know, you know, what, they don't know what it takes to create a good relationship, a great relationship. You know, and they don't know. And you got to be willing to do the work. And it's not just about sex, you know. It's not just that about, so- you know. Uh, people put so much emphasis on, you know, the physical aspect of it. And, and you know, I think that the sex is important, you know. Yeah, but, um, it, it, yeah it, all, it all plays in because, see, the reality is this. The fantasy of marriage hijacks the reality mm-hmm. of marriage. You know what I mean? Everyone gets so, so, so hooked up into the fantasy of what marriage should be. When mm-hmm. the reality comes, they don't know how to deal with the reality. You know, well, let's like talk the about the fantasy. Time. Let's talk yeah, about here, the, the here, wedding dress. The and Okay, here's yeah. part of the fantasy that happens in, in most relationships, whether you're married or, or you're dating or you're engaged. 
When you start out in a relationship, everybody starts out with their similarities. Oh, yeah. what do you like? Oh, I like that too. Oh, you like that? Yeah, I love that. Oh, you love that? Oh, I love that too. Oh, we have so much in common. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. man, I love that. Oh, we are so much the same. Oh, you're my soulmate. Now, as soon as something comes up and you say, well, I like this. Oh, I don't like that. What do you mean you don't like that? What do you mean you don't like that? I don't like that. The strength in any union is in the differences, not in mm-hmm. the similarities. Mm-hmm. So the fantasy is that we get along and, and, and we share the same things and we like the same things. Well, what happens when difference comes up? Show me your love now. Show me how much you love that person when you say, I like beans and rice, and they say, I don't like beans and rice. <laughs> show, 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 me, show me the work now. The work well, now there, that, therein lies the compromise, okay? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and that eradicates the fantasy. See, the okay. fantasy is that we're going to get along so well, or we're going to always be in harmony. No, harmony is created. So that means there has to be a point where you're not in harmony but you bring it back in harmony. That is the work. And that is the growth. That is the growth. You know, that is the growth. Because some couples in some relationships, some marriages, they're satisfied with just flowing together. That means there's no arguments, there's no disagreements. Oh, we get along so well. Mm -hmm. But are they growing or are they just flowing together? When you are growing in a relationship and in a union, it forces you to space yourself and the desire to become a better version of yourself because your mate will be a mirror in your life. Your mm-hmm. mate will show mm-hmm. you your good, your bad, and mm-hmm. your ugly. Absolutely. <laughs> I agree. That's so true. That person will show you your good, your bad, and your ugly. Now, mm-hmm. the, now, now breaking that fantasy and stepping into reality, okay, now what do we do with this? Because when you, when you start out the beginning, we even self-delude ourselves in the, who we believe people are. Most mm. people see that's people true. as they desire them to be, but that doesn't mean that's who they are. Mm-hmm. You're so in love with the fantasy of marriage and togetherness that a lot of people get married and say, well, who the hell is this person? You're not the same yeah. person. <laughs> You're not going to you be. Know, You're not, that, you, that's, yeah. you, you said we have to flow together. That's so true because the person you married you know, later on in life, you you don't even recognize them as the person that you married anymore. Right. And so, the evolution. Yeah. The evolution. And if you have and everybody person, don't grow the same. You know, everybody's so not going to grow at the same level. So yeah. true. So true. And that's why there has to be a, a dialogue and a desire. You know, if most people when they get engaged. Say okay, n- not let's not talk about our materialistic goal. Oh, we're going to get a house. We're going to get a better job. We're going to have some kids. You know, all of that has its place, and it will work itself out. But where is the conversation about how can you help me grow in life, and how can mm-hmm. I help you grow in life? Where's mm-hmm. the conversation about when we challenge each other, when we communicate about those challenges? Mm-hmm. See, where's that dialogue? See, that dialogue is not there. And I, I have so many couples that come to counseling to learn how to have that dialogue. Where if they had that type of dialogue in the beginning, they would not be in counseling. Because how important is counseling? 
Um, it can be very instrumental to give couples the tools, but if they're not willing to do the work, it's not effective at all. Mm. It's not effective at all. All counseling yeah. does is give mm. the couple the tools and teach okay. them how to use them. But the couple yeah. has to take the tools and utilize them. You know, yeah. because there are counselors that will, that, that will get paid to keep people in counseling for years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you say, well, the how work can is I still on you? you. The work is yeah. on you. It's on the couple. It's on, it's, yeah. it's on the Can't couple. nobody fix, yeah. fix that, those yeah. with them. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And they have to be given the tools. And one of the greatest tools is the ability to communicate. Yes. You know, communication is so fundamental in, in a union. And, 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 and the reason it's so fundamental, because look, look, what, look what stands on top of communication. If you don't have good communication, your finances will be jacked up. If your finances mm-hmm. are jacked up, your intimacy will be jacked up. So if you can communicate well with your mate, then you can achieve financial goals and gains together because then you see eye to eye to achieve together. Once you know you're financially set and you're able to communicate with your mate, you will experience intimacy on levels beyond just the physical. It is and marriage is a responsibility. It's a responsibility. Oh, yes. You know? Oh yes, oh yes, yes, and you. A man to has to be responsible for his wife. That's right. Yes, yes, he has to be responsible to that other individual, and that other individual has to be responsible to them. So mm-hmm. the responsibility is great, you know, and it's not just a materialistic responsibility, although that is very important. Because see, we live in a society now where where you may have a lot of women who make more money, and they are the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. They may come home with, with twice as much as the husband makes, but that doesn't nullify him from still being a nurturer. Mm. That still doesn't nullify him from providing a safe, secure environment for that mm-hmm. family. You know, mm-hmm. because, you know, if you just base it on sole responsibility of finances, there are couples who, are, who don't even have financial issues, but their marriage is jacked up. Because it's mm-hmm. empty and void of nurturing and love and sensitivity and caring, mm-hmm. you know, and, and most of those wind up battling real hard in divorce court seeing who can get what. Where you mm-hmm. can have some married couples or those that are in a true union, their greatest quality is not how much money they have in the bank. Their greatest quality is how much love they have in their spirit for one another. That's what makes them wealthy. That's what mm-hmm. makes them wealthy. You know, when, when, when you look and you say to yourself, I am responsible for the well-being of this person, that's not just feeding them and put a roof over their head. I'm responsible for my wife's security, for her nurturing, for her protection, mm-hmm. for her peace, creating mm-hmm. an environment of peace and calm and serenity. You preaching right now. Go on, go on now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> And, 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 and these these are things that are definitely critical, and both parties play a role in that, play a role in that. And the reason why they both play a role, because if it's a unity in a union, you're only giving that person what you desire. Ah, come on, you're come on, You're giving them what you desire the most. And some people think that's robbery, because... 
society has defined the roles of the husband and the wife. They're etched in stone that the woman should be the home provider. Man brings home the bacon. The woman takes care of the children and this and the other. When he comes home, his slippers should be at the door. No, no, not at all. Because whatever a man enjoys to receive, so does a woman. What's wrong with a man fixing dinner and taking care of the children and running the bath water for his wife? If he enjoys that, why wouldn't you want to give the same thing to your mate? That's a union because you're not afraid to give your mate what you want to receive because what's defined mm-hmm. by society, what's defined by society, you know, there are men and women that are so responsible to each other. Hey, hun, on the way home from work, I'm going to stop at the store, and after that I'm going to make another stop. And, and, and some people be like, well, why do you tell your wife every move you make? Well, because wherever I go, she's in my heart. And that's our accountability to one another. It's not about mistrust. It's about the desire to be accountable. Uh. <laughs> the desire to be accountable. There's no greater feeling than to have somebody love you so much that they're concerned about where you are. Not out of jealousy and insecurity, but because they love you. Because they love you. You know, and that's what, these are the products of union. These are the products of union. You know, there's so many couples that are hurting, and and when I work with them, teaching them how to have a love language. Because you would be surprised at how many married couples don't have a love language where they don't even know how to talk love to each other. And love is mm-hmm. a is not a noun; it's a verb. It shows action. Mm-hmm. Yes. See, yes, I, don't, I don't want you to tell me how much you love me. Show me Show how me. much you yeah. love me. Show me through your actions. Show me through your concern. Show mm-hmm. me that even when I'm hurting and no one knows that you know. Mm. You have the type of union where you can look at your mate. And no matter what good facade they have out front, you can say, okay, cut it. What's wrong? Talk to mm-hmm. me. That's that oneness. On? That's that oneness. Yes. That's right. yes. No one can come between you when you have that. Yes, yes. And there's no fear of vulnerability. Mm-mm. There's no fear of vulnerability. See, many couples feel that they can't be vulnerable to their mate. I can't tell you how soft I may be inside. And men mm-hmm. struggle the most with that. Men, mm-hmm. men struggle the most with vulnerability in front of a woman because society has programmed us that we must always be strong and never let a woman mm-hmm. see you weak. Never mm-hmm. let a woman see you, uh, uh, you can't handle things. Don't let them see you cry. Right. Well, I submit to any man listening on this phone, it's real men that do cry. That's right. It's so beautiful it's when real, men cry. It's, it's so beautiful. And it's real men that are not afraid to cry. But at the same time, don't get it twisted. That don't mean you're soft. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Say yeah. it again. Say it again. <laughs> well, Minister, um, I, you know, this is this is really good. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about um, 
you know, things in terms of communication and how to keep that marriage alive and, you know, what, what, you know, let's talk about date night, you know, how to nurture, you know, your marriage so that it can stay, you know, it can stay uh, alive and interesting because, you know, some people say marriage, marriage gets boring. Some people say, you know, after a while it just becomes like, you know, humdrum. So what do you say about that? Well, me and my beloved, we did something right after we got married. We took little index cards, little neon index cards, and we wrote on these cards, every day is our honeymoon. And I have one on my night table, she has one of hers, and we have it taped to our mirror in our bathroom, in our master bathroom. So every day we see that, and subliminally, it leaves a subliminal message that the honeymoon never has to end. Mm Mm-hmm. The honeymoon never has to end. You don't have to just bring flowers home on Valentine's Day and birthdays and anniversaries. That's you don't, right. You, you, you don't have to just, you, the best date you can have sometimes is just sitting with each other, holding it. So many couples sit in their own house in a couch and hold hands. <laughs> I don't think a lot of them do. <laughs> sitting in your own home with your beloved, holding hands mm-hmm. and conversating. You don't even have to go outside the door. So so keeping it alive means that anything you think that would make you feel good, give that to your mate. Mm-hmm. And but be some people don't know how to love themselves, and they get into marriage yes. because, yes. you know, in order to love another, you have to love yourself. You know, you got to be the love you seek, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you can't, you can't give what you, what you don't have. That is so, so true. There's so and many people are married, and and they realize that they don't love themselves. So you you uh, you're at a deficit there. Yeah. Well, here's something I share with men and women in a different component. I tell most men that until a man finds himself and learns how to love himself, he will destroy every woman he touches. Mm. And wow. I tell a lot of women that until they heal the little girl inside of them that is paining and hurting, she will hurt every man that she comes in contact with because of that pain. Mm. And blame so him. And blame yeah, him. Yeah. We oh, we blame our him. men, you know. Yeah, he, we blame him for what daddy did or didn't yeah. do. Yeah. And don't no realize question. it. And that's why that's it's right. so critically important to love. Because if you, if you don't love yourself, you're incapable of loving someone else. Mm-hmm. It's like oil and water. It just won't mix. No matter how much you shake it up, it's going to separate. Mm-hmm. Because if a man mm-hmm. truly loves himself, when he attaches himself to that woman, he's going to love that woman as he loves himself. Mm-hmm. If that woman loves herself, when she attaches herself mm-hmm. to that man, she's going to love that man as she mm-hmm. loves herself. And that's how you evolve. That's how you grow. That's, that's how it evolution. gets better. That's, that's the evolution. evolution. Yeah. And, and, and in that growth, and in that growth of pain, we have to recognize something. And this is what I help couples to discover. Inside of every man, there's a little boy that's either hurting or scared or going through something. Inside every woman, there's a little girl who's hurting and has pain from her past. When we yes. learn to discover the little girl or the little boy in our mate and nurture and the and wounded, love that the wounded, boy, the wounded, 
and wounded part of it, now that person loses their vulnerability. Mm-hmm. A man has to not just love his woman, he has to love the little girl in his woman. A woman can't mm-hmm. just love her man, he has to love the little boy inside of her man. And every man has a little boy in him. I, I know that's true because my beloved, I laugh at my little boy. He's a spoiled little brat. He can proud. <laughs> I mean, he can have a temper tantrum and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I love the little yeah. sensitive little girl inside of her. She yeah. has her little fears and her little shyness. But these are all components of your mate that you have to learn to love, but you're incapable of doing that if you don't love and nurture yourself. Mm-hmm. And the worst responsibility to put on your mate is looking at them as it's their job to heal you. No. Your mate you have is to not heal yourself. Your yes. Yes, your mate can be the catalyst for your healing, but they're not the medicine that heals you. That comes from within. Mm-hmm. That comes from within, and that's between you and your God. So, so, uh-huh. so you, you're right on, Sister Azuar. You're right on point about that pain that so many have, and they take it out on their mate. Yes. Yes, we do. They will come out consciously, subconsciously. It will come out, you know, and that's why it's so important to keep that love new. You know, Billy Paul had a song years ago, and I know I'm dating myself, and and I know I know I know CJ knows this with with his selection of music which is always right on, there's a song called When Love is New. And it's mm. by Billy Paul. And the lyrics of the song is so powerful because it talks about when love is new, it's a brand new sensation. Every day is a brand new sensation when love is new. But you have to work mm. at keeping love new. Love, love and unity and union is a flame that must always be tended. If you have a but flame that's burning... I'm sorry. No, I'm saying if you have a flame that's burning, you can't walk away from it. You got to constantly shield it from the wind, shield it from the rain and the elements, put fresh wood on it. It takes work, and so it is in a relationship. You have to tend and maintain that flame. And that's why it's so sad that you see some marriages, they start out like a burning flame, and then they become a little spark. And then they die down to the point where people look at each other and there's nothing left. And that's so painful because then they have the memories mm-hmm. of how good it was. But sometimes isn't that, isn't that uh, about lust? You know, because some people come together out of lustfulness. It wasn't love. It oh, was yeah. never love. Oh, oh yeah. That, 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 that is a big component, believe it or not. You know, in, in, a, in a lot of... Marriages, they start out that way. And I, I, I ask people, what I usually do before I perform a ceremony with any couple, I have no less than two, four marriage counseling sessions with them. And there have been some couples I say, I'm sorry, I, I can't marry you. I will, not, I will not do your ceremony. Because there's a big difference between being in love and in lust. Mm-hmm. You know, because when you look at the lust aspect of it, how long will your toes curl and how often will that last? <laughs> <laughs> you know, how how long will that last? Eventually, anything new becomes old. Because the reality is, if you have if you do not have the ability to make love to your mate's mind 
mm-hmm. their heart and their spirit, eventually mm-hmm. the body will wear out. Mm-hmm. Because wow. we have it twisted where we put the carriage in front of the horse. So the intimacy, oh, God, you make me feel like no one never made me feel. Yeah, that's going to be fine for right now. And it might, it might hold you down for the first couple of years. But then you say to yourself, why is it that so many marriages wind up with infidelity mm. and adultery? Because that same feeling that you got today, you then got used to it and you're tired of it. Now you're looking for a new thrill. Mm. So when the emphasis is put on the lust instead of the love, the lust will wear out. Lust is a flame that does not burn long. Mm-hmm. It does wow. not burn long. But intimacy, intimacy, when you love that person's mind and they love yours, or you love their heart, you love their spirit, that's mm-hmm. what will always keep the physical intimacy strong. And marriage is spiritual. It's spiritual. Oh, no question. No yeah. question. It's the first institution and the hardest institution. Because in marriage, mm-hmm. what you're literally saying is, I will put this person first. Mm-hmm. I will put this person's best interest ahead of mine. And vice versa. Mm-hmm. And that's why there's so much imbalance in some marriages because you have one given 60, the other one given 40. Mm-hmm. You know, one given 30, one given 70. One may be given 49%, the other may be given 51%. Mm. You know, and, and with that type of disparity, all, uh, there, it's just a matter of time before somebody gets tired. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry, Minister. Yeah, so I was saying that, you know, to keep it the cycle of it going, you have to pour yourself completely out into your mate and pour yourself into them, and they do the same. So that way it becomes reciprocal. It becomes a cycle of pouring in and pouring out, pouring in and pouring out. What happens in the imbalance, you have one person pouring out, the other one's receiving, but they're not pouring anything back in. And by nature, there's two types of people. You know, you have givers and you have takers. The problem with, 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 with givers is they don't know how to set limits because takers don't have any limits. <laughs> takers don't set limits. Givers need to learn how. But when you're, in a, when you're in a relationship of a union, you're both giving to one another on such a continual basis that it doesn't exhaust you. When you find people in a marriage or union that that, that that are exhausted and they're tired. How many times have you heard men and women say, you know, my wife is wearing me out. Oh, mm. man, this, this man is really wearing me out. I'm just so tired. I can never mm-hmm. get a break. I mean, and these people are telling, speaking their truth. They are emotionally fatigued. They are mentally fatigued. They are spiritually fatigued. And they are, they are, they are physically and sexually fatigued. Because who who feels like being intimate, making love all night after you done worked all day? You come home, you're dealing with the kids, you're dealing with bill problems, and this, this. ain't nobody trying to be Victoria's Secrets after all of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh, So the reality is, where is the nurturing? Where that person is constantly pouring into you and you're pouring into them. And and, And it's reciprocal. Yeah, well, marriage is certainly, um, there's, there's no, you know, there's no perfect marriage. No, there's no perfect no people. No, but, you no know, it it's, it's, it's can be complicated. Marriage can be very complicated. Yeah. And, you know, um, yeah. there's all kinds of marriages, too. Oh, yeah. You know, we oh, have yeah. to say that. There's all types of marriages. Yeah. There are marriages you know. for convenience. There are marriages yeah. that are arranged. There are people who marry someone just because they're in a the jam. They could be in a mm. financial jam to see somebody as a financial opportunity. Like they say, they didn't need marriage. They need help. Hello. <laughs> you know? Hello. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They, so well, they did so it because they needed help. Yeah. There's so many different people. You know, they get married for different reasons. You know, and whatever reason you may have married someone, in the long run, when the difficult times come and the challenging times come, that will tell you right then and there whether or not you have what it takes. Yeah. Make- I know in my own marriage, um, I, I see the importance. To me, marriage means family. And it's, mm-hmm. it's such a gift. You know, I love marriage. You know, me who's been married mm-hmm. a few times. And so I am... Um, when you marry someone, you marry the family. You marry that person's family. I learned that from my dad you know, and my mom mm-hmm. and, you know, and like I say, from my own family, you know, from my, my, my brothers, you know, who were married, you know, my brother Tommy. I don't know if he's on here tonight. But, um, you know, I've learned so much, you know, and he certainly has been an example in my opinion you know, of what a good marriage can be. You know, like I said, there are no perfect people, but I see in his marriage, you know, um, people who are making it work, you know, who are committed. And you got to be committed to the work. You got to be committed to the partnership, you know, because, you know, every every day you ain't going to be like, oh, you know, I'm in love with this person. But, you know, it's worth it. It, It's work, but it's work that's worth it. And he's taught me that, you know. And so, you know, it's about family. It's about being there for each other. And so, you know, I I take pride in seeing people who are examples, you know, not only, you know, to each other, but to the community, you know. And so I'm I'm grateful to, you know, be a witness to that kind of love. Yeah, it's so true because believe it or not, if you look at most unions, or, or marriages that are very solid, those are the people that become the nucleus of the family. Mm-hmm. Everybody comes mm-hmm. to them. They, they go, go to them. That's right. Family. That's right. That's Nobody right. wants to go. How, how can someone counsel you in their marriage if they are jacked up? And you know what? You, so you're not going to them. You ain't going to them, that's for sure. <laughs> Hello? That's and right. what's so unfortunate, the people that are, have jacked up relationships are the ones that feel that they can tell everybody what to do. Again, close somebody. How is your marriage? Oh, we're not getting along. Oh, but you're telling somebody else how to get along? How does that work? CJ, you trying to say something? I, I, I was just agreeing with him. I said hello to somebody. I was, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, do, because, I do, yeah. I do want to add something. You what? Can you, I said I do want to add something. 
Sure. Mm-hmm. Can you and can you give us a dynamic of okay? How do I put this? Of the husband and wife coming first, because I always have this. I mean, I have this argument all the time. As you know, we both know what the word says about finding a wife and finding a good thing and letting no man put it asunder. And I have had different debates with people who really they just don't they just don't understand they don't understand or they don't want to understand the dynamic of how this should play out because it's like it says you know your wife you know well I I'll say God first and then you you know then your significant other but basically it's just like oh how do you I got asked how do you put your significant other over the person that gave life to you. Okay. Meaning your mother? Yes. Very good question, CJ. Very good question. Very, very good question. And, and, you know, and believe it or not, that is a point of contention in a lot of marriages. Wow. In a lot of marriages, you have this dynamic where, you know, I, I don't want to go too deep into the clinical part of it, but all of us have a certain degree of the electoral complex and the Oedipus Rex complex. That's I'm not right. going to get too deep into that. Right, I'll talk to him about that. Man, well, go ahead. A, man, <laughs> a man's first love is always going to be his mother. A woman's first love is always going to be her father if she has a good father that's a solid man. What happens when you become married, sometimes the lines can be blurred where there are some mothers that over-intrude into their son's relationships. Yes. And what's sad about it, there's some sons that allow them to do that. Mm-hmm. And there's some women who allow their fathers to intrude into their relationship with their husband to the degree where they may have more respect for their father than they do the man that married them. Mm-hmm. And that's why it has to be an understanding, mm-hmm. an understanding across the board. That if we're in this together, like Lilo and Stitch, nobody gets left behind, then that means I don't put anybody ahead of you. My mother is in a separate category from you. I respect her, but that's why it's always said a man will leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife. That's right, to his wife. That's right. Your he wife is first. To his wife. That, 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 when, 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 when I marry my wife, I didn't first ask her, will you marry me? I went to her father and said, may I have your daughter? Because I wanted to be clear between me and this man, you are giving me your daughter. And I will love her, protect her, nurture her just like you did as a father. So what that does for a man, it gives him the confidence to say, you know, this dude was man enough to ask me for my daughter. And even in, in the in the ritual that we have when we get married, if you remember, when you walk down that aisle and who giveth this man to this woman? Yeah. Or who giveth yeah. who giveth this woman to this man? Yeah. And so you're yeah. you're releasing, you know, that that person. But That's you right. cannot, you know, the Oedipus thing is very real, you know, because yeah. our mothers are our first love and there there's yeah. a lot of dynamics in that. Because sometimes we feel obligated to our mothers. We feel like, you know, and, and mothers sometimes cannot 
you know, they cannot separate that because sometimes they don't have a man that's nurturing to them. And then they, they run a lean yep. on their son, you know, and it's not yep. fair because your son is living his life now and mama should be living yep. hers. She shouldn't have to yep. lean on her son like that. It's, 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 it's out yep. of order in yep. my opinion. Yeah, My brothers didn't have their mother to lean on. They didn't have that. You know, unfortunately, my mother died, you know, when they were young. And so, you know, they, 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 you know, it it becomes a competition. It's, it's, it's very, you know, and it makes it bad because the the son is the man in the middle. He wants to, he loves his mother and he loves his wife, but you know, it's unfair. The mother needs to live her life and let her son live his. And that's why it's so important for that mutual respect. Because here's mm-hmm. give you an example of that mutual respect. Me and my wife was going somewhere and I picked up my stepmother. Now, my wife doesn't yield her seat beside me to no one. And I told her that. You don't know. When you're with me, you sit by my side. That is your seat. Mm-hmm. So we picked my mother up. So I opened up the door. My wife said to my wife, I mean to my mother, would you like to sit up front? So my wife was yielding her seat to my mother out of mutual respect. Mm-hmm. My mother said to her, no, baby, your place is beside your husband. I said, go ahead, Mama Yula. second-class citizen, the fact mm-hmm. that my wife offered her seat to her forged the yeah. even greater bond between them. Yeah. But now there is yeah. no competition. There is no competition. There's a mutual respect. Yes. Yes. You know what's so funny about that? It's funny that, that you. He needs you to elaborate on that, uh, uh, Minister. No, no, no. Okay. I don't need to. Elaborate. No, not yet. Not yet. One sec. What's funny about that is that you brought that up. There was a whole debate on social media about this, saying who should be in that front seat, if it should be the wife or the mother. And, you know, so many different opinions. So many people is like, well, you know, the mother should sit there because it's a matter of respect. And then, you know, other people is like, but, you know, the wife should sit there because, like you said, listen, you're by my side. This is where you should be. Just interesting that yeah. you brought that up. Yeah, well, see, for me, there's no debate because God. No, there is no debate there. Yeah, God, God didn't take my wife from my backbone. He took her from my rib. Yeah. That's on the side of me. <laughs> I think there's some deeper issues when a mother feels like her son owes her that, you know, oh, yeah. you know, oh, just yeah. so, you, know, you know, it makes me happy to see, you know, I don't, I, you know, I, in terms of my brothers aren't my, my sons, although, you know, uh, minister, you know, uh, doesn't see see it that way, but you know I am just so happy that they are happy. You know it makes me happy that they are in marriages and unions that they are being loved and nurtured and cared for. You know that that gives me joy, and I don't want to do yeah. anything that disturbs that peace between them. You know I I stay yeah. in my lane. You know you can ask my brother. I stay in my lane because As I respect should. myself and I and I respect him. I respect his marriage. Yeah. You could ask him. And, you could ask him. And you know what, Azuwat? That's because you have you have a security within you in the role you play. There are a lot yes. of mothers 
who have insecurity. I'm losing my son. He cares more about her than he does me. And that insecurity makes them compete. That's very profound what you're saying. That's That's a sad thing when a mother feels she has to compete for her son's attention. And positioning yeah. in his life. And, well, and that that's speaks sad. to, that's very sad because it speaks to the lack inside of her. That's right. what it's speaking and, to. And, she shouldn't have to compete and, and, with his wife. And a true wife, a true wife who has the best interest of her mate at heart will never allow it to become a competition. Because she will I give mean. that mother all the assurances she may not have gotten from her son. Uh-huh. When she becomes a daughter to that woman. Uh-huh. But it's not her responsibility, daughter, Minister. I, you no, know, I, no, I, no. I, I understand it's, it's what you're responsibility. saying. It's not a responsibility, but here's the part of it. You have to love what I love. Yeah, that's what I say it's about I mean. family. Yeah. But I'm saying we have to understand yeah. that that mother she is having a, a uh, she, she needs to heal that in the side of herself. Yes. You know, I'm not yes. taking away from the daughter-in-law giving her respect, yes. but it's just yes. that, that is, that is a wound that they can't heal. That's what I'm right. saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. They have to heal that within. They, yeah. They, that they mother to has to heal that herself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or, or deal with her husband. You know, yeah. and if and if you got if you got a secure marriage and all the things that we spoke about in in your own marriage, you ain't looking for that from your son, cause you got that, that at home. Yeah, yeah, this is true. There's something missing within that person. Yeah, this is true. This is true. So true. Yeah, and that works both ways, cause like you said earlier. Uh, fathers can be that way too. That's my daughter. I want to, you know, be with my daughter yeah. right now, and you know, yeah, you can get that yeah. too. Families can be like that, you know. So, yeah, but you, yeah. but yeah. I say to married couples, do not allow anyone when you have a bond, and you can't let anyone break your bond. You got to let Mama know, Daddy know, and it's not being disrespectful to them. You know, you left yeah. them. You left them to live your life. You left you your, your mama can't do for you what your woman can do for you. Exactly. Okay, Amen. your daddy Amen. can't do for you what your man can do for you. So Amen. you know that's I'm gonna leave that right there. <laughs> okay. No, really noise, really noise. So true, wow. so true, so true, yeah. so true. Wow. But the dynamics of it are, are, are very unique, and it's work, work, and work. But you know what? The beautiful part about it, the work is so rewarding. There's no greater reward than when that person that you love shows you something about yourself. And sometimes it may be painful. It may be painful, but then you get to address it. Because the people who love you can show you more about yourself than the people who don't give a damn about you. Mm. You know? And then you have to say to yourself, why does this hurt? My mate said something to me. Why does it hurt? What is it inside of me that caused this pain? Not just focusing in on what they said, but why am I reacting this way? Is there something I need to clean up with inside of me? Mm-hmm. Is there an issue I need to address within me? 
and your mate will bring out your good, your bad, and and your ugly so that you can be a better version of yourself. That's why so many people, when they face those challenges, I'm done. I want a divorce. We're not compatible. I don't want to be with you anymore. We have too many differences. (laughs) Only to meet yourself in the next relationship. Only to meet yourself again in the next relationship. Well, you know, you know, there's an old saying, well, you can't hide from yourself. Wherever That's you right. Go, there you are. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> there you know. you are. Wherever yeah. you go, because the echoes so will so. follow you. And until you do that work, you will not. That's why it's so critically important. Once you have the confidence that this person loves me, they're not here and their design is not to hurt me. Their design is not to abuse me and mistreat me. Mm-hmm. So let me take the good of this. If they are showing me something about myself because mm-hmm. of that love, let me look at my true self and become mm-hmm. a better version of me. And that's the challenge of union, where mm-hmm. two people come to self-discovery to become a better version of themselves. And they grow yes. together. They yes, grow together. you have to be committed together. to the growth. Yes, that man is the catalyst for the woman, and the woman is the catalyst for the man. To become, I am a better man because of my wife, because she challenges me to be a better version of me. Mm-hmm. She challenges me to be a better version of me. And that's not robbery. <laughs> mm. That's not wow. robbery. And there's, no, and there's no shame in that. Because I know no doubt with all of my little idiosyncrasies and my little OCD behavior, I'm going to challenge her to be a better version of herself. Yes. It's in well, the challenges those, that make us grow. There's the challenges, yes, that's right, that make us grow. You know, it's, it's, it's about how you come up out of that, out of those low times. It's how yes. you come up out of that darkness into that light. You know, yes. and everything is an opportunity to grow. Everything, yes. every challenge is you must ask yourself, you know, how is this going to make me better? But I must say, yes. you know, we did not talk about domestic violence. And I think we need to, yes. you know, let's talk about that a little bit. You know, I don't know what sure. kind of time yes. we have, um, let's to, but let's, let's talk. Let's, let's go to break first and then, and then talk about Okay. It. All right. We'll be right back.
few one-night stands Some of their names I can't remember Imagine waking up with someone who You barely even Telling myself 
We have to learn to take our good with our bad. Because there's so much things that that happen and, you know, we get frustrated. And like you said, in the beginning, you know, we just want to throw up both hands. We want to say the hell with it all. We want to be done with it. And it's so funny because before I'm going to give, I'm going to give you the platform back. But everything that you said so far kind of tied in today's message. We were talking about storms today, you know, and when the ship gets rocky, you know, what to do and what not to do in some of the things that people do do. So, you know, ship gets rocky and then I don't know which way I want to go. First thing I'm thinking is, oh, let me jump off the ship. And, you know, today I was so, just like the whole church was so, don't, don't jump ship. So before we go into domestic violence, just quickly, what do y'all think about taking the good and the bad in a situation? Minister, you go first. Because yeah, um, life is well, about first, good and bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, everything God created has a balance, and everything has a season. You're going to have your good, your bad, your bitter, your sweet, your night, your dark, your, your daylight, your nighttime. Everything has a balance. You know, just as much as we love the thrill of victory, you got to be able to stand the agony of defeat. But also understanding that quitting is not an option. See, quitters never win, and winners never quit. So no matter how hard it may get, and I'll submit to you this, it is in those deepest challenges when you want to quit when you overcome them, that's what makes your relationship even stronger. Because if you take a black piece of coal, which is a worthless rock that you can throw in a fire and then make barbecue some food, but when you put a, a piece of coal under enough pressure and give it enough time, it becomes the most valuable substance on earth. It produces a diamond. And so it is with relationships. It is that hard pressing time that will make it valuable. Mm-hmm. It's the difficulties and the challenges you face in the in a relationship that brings it character and brings it value. Mm-hmm. It's not that coming to America, whatever you like part. You know, whatever you like, hop like a dog. Bark. No, no, no. What produces the value in your relationship is when you weather the storm. When you go mm-hmm. through that hell and back with that person. That's right. Me, me and my wife love to fight, but you know what our fight is? We fight to stay together. Ain't nothing wrong with fighting. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I love fighting with my wife. But we fight hard and passionate because ain't nobody going nowhere. Leaving is not an option, so we're going to fix this. It ain't about who's right. Let's get it right. So I hope that kind yeah, of right. you know, <laughs> touches on that difficulty part of it. If uh-huh. it ain't rough, it ain't right. You show me a you show me a relationship that ain't going through a rough time, and I'll show you two people who really don't love each other enough. Yes, all my people that, that's listening, you know, <laughs> that I have had conversation with that's currently on the show, I hope that gave you a little bit of clarification. It ain't always going to be easy. But like Minister says, and I concur, you know, it is the hard times that build character. 
It is the hard yeah. times that make you want to really work even harder to keep what you have. Yes. It's not always yes. easy, you know. That's not that's not how life goes. You know, it no. is it yeah. is the person that that you have the hardest time that brings you your greatest growth. Yes, yes. The greater the challenge, the greater the victory. That's right. The greater the challenge, the greater the victory. And it's a test. It's a test that you must oh, yeah. pass. You must make a decision with the, between the two of you that you're going to make this work. That's right. I love my sister-in-law because she always says to me, I'm in this. I'm in it. I'm in it forever. I'm in it for a lifetime. I believe her. Ride to die. That's ride, right. Ride to die. I'm his ride or die. And that don't mean up under his butt all day long, 24-7 either. That's not right, what ride right. or die. That's not what I mean. Okay? Right. You got you got to let a man and you got to let each other have have space. You must give each other space in a in a marriage as well. Oh, I you agree. I agree with that. When you, yeah, you have yeah. to. You know, you cannot space always be around each other. Space is yeah. critical. Space space gives you the opportunity to fully consciously understand how much you love and miss that person. Uh-huh. And without space you will never have that. Yeah, you gotta give space to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you gotta have that. And, and let let it. me miss you. Let me miss you a little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah. What let, you let, been me doing? See, let me see the value. <laughs> let me see the value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me see the value. Yeah. You know, and, and men men love me. that. Y'all men, y'all love that more than than women, I think. Because you know, oh, she gone. Mm-hmm. Thank God. You know, <laughs> she you know, gone for a few funny. hours. Thank God. But yeah, you know, yeah, well, you know, you know, you know. It, I don't mean it, that in a it, negative way, Minister. I, know you don't. I do not. No, I know which way no. you mean it. Because, <laughs> you know, because we're wired differently. You know, we're yeah. wired differently. And, 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 you know, with that with that male that male gene in us, you know, it, it's like there are that times when men need to go to their cave. Yes, you know, that's they, what I'm they, they call, to. They call yes. it the man cave, but believe it or not, it's an emotional cave that men must go into every now and then. Mm-hmm. And it yes. doesn't mean we're mad at anybody or we don't want to be with our woman. Sometimes we just need to get inside of ourselves and go mm-hmm. into our own cave, you know, mm-hmm. and, and regroup and, 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 and reevaluate, reassess, you know. Mm-hmm. And what's unfortunate, though, some men don't know how to come out of that cave, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, if I may. Yeah. I'm sorry. I want to talk to the the women about keeping our divine femininity in a marriage. Mm. I, it is very important. It's very something important. the males, you know, they 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 love us when we uh, are um are taking time for ourselves. You know, to to look good, to smell good. You know, I can't stress that enough. You know, Self-care is very important, you know, because how you take care of yourself is how you take care of your children. When you nurture yourself, it gives you the ability to nurture others. And women, I don't want you to ever think that men don't pay attention. They're looking at your feet. They're they checking how you smell. Men look at things that we don't ever think they check in, you know. And it's just not, it's just something that is unspoken, you know, that divine femininity, that softness. That that touch, that love that we give them, they need that. I cannot express that enough. And when we lose that, you have lost a part of yourself. We must always 
deal with the divine feminine energy within ourselves, cursing him out. And, and sometimes it's just better to, to, to talk to a man, just communicate with him on a certain level. You ain't got to curse. You ain't got to scream. I've learned this. I've learned this through trial and error. I've learned that our tongue is our, our, our worst uh, weapon. Okay? We can beat a man down with our tongue. But that don't mean that that's what you should do. Because I think that we can bring them closer to us if we just take the time and talk. Let's talk. I think they hear us. My husband used to say to me that when I, when I start cursing and screaming, I mess his whole day up. He can't, he can't work. Because all day long he's hearing me in his ear, you know, and what he got to deal with when he come back home. So I'm just sharing that with, you know, my sisters, you know, and, and we are in the society of married women, you know, but we must keep our divine feminine energy going because that's what men look for us to be. We, they don't need another man. They, they need, they thrive off of our divine feminine energy. Are you there? Amen. <laughs> well, you, you know, it, it's funny you say that. Some some of the old mamas, as we call them, some of, some of the big mamas used to always say, and I remember oh, I heard an older woman say this once, and I asked her to break it down for me. An old woman, you know, the old women say whatever a woman does to get a man is what she has to do to keep a man. My mother used to say that. That's her. My mother and used, I used to, to say that. And, and I, had this, I had this woman break it down for me. And she said, a, a woman knows everything she needs to do to entice that man, to, to keep him happy mm-hmm. and satisfied. But then after the, 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 the thrill of victory is there, sometimes they stop doing those things. And the man is like, but wait a minute. This is not who you were. <laughs> and then women want to be like, well, I will change it after you marry me. You know, and, you know, I, I, I know some women like, no, we go, no, you got, how about right now? <laughs> You know, whatever change we're gonna do, let's start right now. Yeah, you know, yeah, why, 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 why later? You know, yeah, it has to be, a, it has to be a consistency. It has to yes. be a consistency. It has to be you know. a, well, everything. Everything I did to charm and wine and dine my wife, I still that's do to this day. It. That's that's right. I still do. I still. And women love to go to dinner. We we love it, oh, and it just it keeps everything so beautiful when. You you still dating me and we married? Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. Date night? Yeah. Give me a reason to put my clothes on, to look pretty. And you and you know yeah. what? It's a good prelude for what's to come later on. Yeah. How yeah. many of us know that? It's, yeah, you know? it's funny. We prior to uh COVID, you know, whenever we would go out to the mall or go out somewhere, we we, we hold hands no matter where we are. And mm-hmm. we hold hands and we're locked arm and arm. And one day we just looked around at so many couples that were together, and it, you wouldn't even know that they were together. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even know they were together. Everybody's on their phone. You know, they're barely talking to one another. Mm-hmm. You know, they're yeah, yelling, that's so they're yelling across the mall at each other. You know, <laughs> and it's like, wow, wow, this is deep. You know, but, but the reality is that's how detached we can become. But, mm-hmm. but guess what? You can always see that couple that's just starting out, right? Oh, they're mm-hmm. inseparable. They don't let each other go. They don't let each other out of each other's sight. So why does mm-hmm. that have to end? Why does that have to end? It doesn't have to end. 
No. That's the flame that you have to fan all the time. That's the flame that you have to constantly feed. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, but I do want to touch on that domestic violence piece that you mentioned because that's something yes, that's very please. critical in that. It's something yes, very please. critical in that because whenever there's domestic violence in any situation, people hear domestic violence and the first thing they see or think of is physical abuse. But this is what I share with a lot of people. Domestic violence starts way before the first blow is thrown. Domestic violence starts before anybody is hit. Domestic violence starts at that moment you consciously choose to hurt your mate, whether it's verbally, emotionally, psychologically. That's when it starts. It just progresses into the worst form of it when it becomes physical. But if you really love yourself, you're not going to allow anybody to consciously, premeditatively hurt you, not even verbally. Not even verbally. Because there's a pattern to domestic violence. It starts out verbally and subtle. Then it escalates to aggression. Then it escalates to physical threats. Then it ultimately becomes the actual act of physical harm being inflicted. But every person, whether it's man or woman, if you love yourself enough, there's no way you're going to allow somebody to talk to you a certain way. There's zero tolerance to that. There is no mistake in someone premeditatively trying to hurt you. You cannot make excuses for them. You can't say, oops, it happened. Put their hand on you once, they will do it again. Absolutely. If a person, if a person cusses you out, they will do it again. Unless mm-hmm. it's addressed to the degree where that person says this will not be tolerated. Mm-hmm. We can't do this. I will, I will not be treated like this. That's right. I will not because be it doesn't get any better. It doesn't get better. No, it doesn't. It, it, it in fact, you give the person license to escalate it to physical violence. You're giving the person license. How can a man say, my wife had me so mad I just cussed her out? Whoa, whoa, pump your brake. Your wife got you so mad that you intentionally, purposely cursed her out with the intent of inflicting emotional pain on her? Well, hell, that's one step away from slapping her. Mm-hmm. So it, start, it starts way before the physical violence starts. Mm-hmm. And how could you want to hurt something that you love? That's right. Because hurting people hurt people. Mm. And, 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 and in our society, you know, even when you look at these young teenagers, the physical abuse in teenage relationships is astronomical, where you literally have these young teenage boys beating up their girlfriend, and the Mm. girlfriend seeing it as normalcy, he's just expressing his love. And they grow up with that mentality even into their relationships where they will condone that type of behavior as normalcy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Some people grew up in violent relationships, and, you know, it's just carried into, they think that, as you say, they think it's normal. They think it's the way people have relationships because that's all they know. Yeah, yeah. 
Something yeah, I instilled yeah. into my daughters, into all of my daughters, and this is something I, 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 I drilled into them. I said, if a man cannot love you and respect you the way that I do and talk to you that way, then it'll only get worse. Yeah. I said, and love is an action word. You know, yeah. It starts with how he talks to you. It starts with the verbal. Mm. It starts with the verbal. There are literally women, and some men too, because, you know, a lot of times we say domestic violence, we think it's one-sided with the man abusing the women, but there are a lot of abused men out there. There are so yeah. many abused men that they don't even realize they're abused. And yeah. sometimes it doesn't just mean physically abused. There are a lot of men who are emotionally abused. Uh-huh. And psychologically abused, you know. Yeah. And, and but society tells them, "Oh, you you got to be hard. You got to handle that," you know. And, and and it's so unfortunate. Love does not want to inflict harm on the person it says it loves. Yes, that's true. That's true. And you can't love, love a person kind. and beat them too. Love is kind. That's right. It, love yeah. is kind. Love is patient. Love yeah. is long suffering. Yes. Now, there will be those times where you may get upset with your mate, but your love has to be stronger than that. Uh-huh. When, me, when, me, when me and my beloved go through a, a situation and I may, be, I may be really upset with her, I let her know, listen, I'm really upset with you right now, and I need some time to process this. Uh-huh. I don't even raise my voice. I need some space uh-huh. and I need some time to process this. Because I'm not going to hurt the one I love, even though I may uh-huh. be upsetting the inside. Uh-huh. That's what love does. That's what love do you, does. I'm sorry, do you counsel people? Do, they, do you have couples who have domestic violence issues? Do they come to you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. And, and, okay. and there's, been, there's been quite a few where I don't play the counseling game. I tell them, Get out of the relationship. That's right. You need a divorce. That's right. That's right. See, people believe counseling means you can make it work. No, there's some uh-uh. cases that just not going work. So That's right. save yourself. Save yourself. Uh-huh. Save yes. yourself. Yeah. Save, save I've yourself. done some uh, some domestic violence counseling myself, and um, some some relationships can't be saved. They're so damaged. You know, yeah, you know, I agree. The, the, the violence agree. has, you know, taken hold of the love. You know, the, the love isn't winning anymore. You know, so. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, when you strip it down to this common denominator, even if people stay together after getting counseling through domestic violence, there's always going to be that guilt factor where uh-huh. that one party is going to feel guilty about what they've done. And it's going to uh-huh. be always held over them because that's human nature. That's human nature. So the the scars run so deep for the victim as well as the victimizer. Yes, that's true. The scars run deep. It's always there. It's always there. It's it's always that. And then that person living in fear, will it happen again? That's that's right. It's always there. Yeah. What's going to happen the next time? Exactly. And then they have that uh, honeymoon stage. You know, let's yep. not forget the honeymoon yep. stage where things seem like they're going so well. The thing about domestic violence is that, unfortunately, it, it works. It works. You know, yep. you hit a woman, 
and uh, and she will she'll submit. And so you know it's a, but it's a two way street. You know he is he knows that if he you know if he treats her this way, you know she's she's helpless, she's hopeless, because most women yeah. can't beat a man. And yeah. so there's no yeah. challenge there. It's you know. And that's yeah. why it's critically important for women to have fathers. Fathers right. to show them the example of what men do in terms of protecting and nurturing a woman and mm-hmm. protecting them to a degree where certain things are just totally unacceptable. You know, mm-hmm. I, I share with my daughters that there is no coming back from a man putting his hands on you. Mm-hmm. There is no redemption from that. And I know there may be some who may argue and disagree with that, you know, and that's fine, mm-hmm. too. That's fine, too. Yeah, you know, they have this new um, this new wave way of thinking these days about, you know, I, I went to a workshop recently where, you know, nowadays they're, you know, trying to find ways to give counseling in a way, you know, they separate for a while and the man gets counseling, and then they go back into the marriage. But like you said, you know, that's very iffy. You know, I just think that in most cases that I have encountered that it's best for the couple to move on. I really do because, you know, once a man starts hitting you, you know, it's a, it's, it's a means to an end, you know. You know, he's done, somebody hits you once, yeah. Yeah. You're so right, and statistics is proven. The majority yeah. of homicides committed in the majority of homicides committed in domestic violence, it was not the first occurrence. Right, that's right. So, so, so yeah. women, women, and not just women. There have been men who've been murdered because of De- domestic definitely. Violence. You know, it, so it, it don't it's a listen. It ain't gender you know, specific. That's for sure. <laughs> Oh yeah, not, oh, yeah. It ain't gender yeah. specific, okay? Yeah. Women yeah. batter too. Women batter men too. And, and and once again, it doesn't start with the physical act. It starts mm-hmm. with the verbal act. It starts with the bitter, mean, inflicted words that you know yes. purposely are designed to hurt, uh-huh. Mean, uh-huh. To, to, to put down, to shame. Uh-huh. You know, just, you know, for someone to look at their mate, this person that you love and may have had your children that you sleep with, and you look at that person and say, you're stupid, you're ugly, you make me sick. Just, if you have uh-huh. the ability to bring those words out, people's words come from the depths of their soul. Out of the mouth, the abundance of the heart speaks. Uh-huh. So you can wound someone with your words. Uh-huh. The easiest step after that is to wound them physically. Wow. And nine times out of ten, that person that's inflicting the pain is also in pain. Because hurting yeah. people hurt people. Hurting people hurt people. I I I I don't I don't you know, you, you have to take the ownership of how you allow people to treat you. <laughs> you know, you train people how to treat you. You mm. literally train people how to treat you. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. So when I you train them that. a certain way and you get exactly what you train them to do, don't be surprised. <laughs> don't be surprised. 
Um, I wanted to ask. I'm not, you know, keeping track. Uh, I wanted to ask. Do we open up the phones for Q and A? I just want to make sure we. I don't know where we're at with time right now. We roughly have, we roughly have about ten minutes, give or take. Ten minutes, I think. Yeah. Is that um, enough time for? I mean, do we have anybody, CJ? I mean, you you have to. We had a lot of people you know, listening. A lot of people listening, but no questions. So I'm not sure, honestly. So let's ask them. Ask them. Have anybody have any questions for Minister Simpson? I'm also live um, via YouTube at the moment. What are any questions coming through YouTube? No. They just listening tonight, huh? Yeah, we, <laughs> we have, have a listening audience. Listening. We have a listening audience, Minister. Okay. Hey, so, Minister, speak to them. You know, let them know if they, you know, have any questions for you. Please let them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, not not only not not only a matter of questions. You know, if you have any questions, but I I will as we draw to the conclusion of this program. I will just share this with people and, and use this as a gauge. Never give license to your pain and don't give license to people that hurt you. Mm. Don't give excuses to people who hurt you. Mm. Address the pain immediately. And if you are causing someone pain, question yourself as to why. Mm-hmm. Question yourself as to why And in whether you're in a marriage That is being challenged right now Or you pray that your marriage Can evolve into a union I would say to you That it will be the most Unselfish work you will ever do in your life Because by nature Human beings are selfish There is a selfish component in us As human beings That's just who we are wired to be. But the true work in a union is to learn not to be selfish, to put that other person first, Mm -hmm. to know that whatever you inflict on that person, you're inflicting it on yourself. But never make excuses for the pain, and it should always be addressed. It should always be addressed. Because it only grows in time. The thing that you bury will grow and fester. Don't and how it affects our children. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. That's a whole other subject in itself. Because there's, what no we're doing to our functional, there's no such thing as a functional family. Every right. man and woman has, has, has experienced some degree of dysfunction in, in their life growing up as a child with their, with uh-huh. their, with their parents. Yes. And it has a direct impact on how you interact when you become an adult and, and form yes. your relationship. Yes, you can only does. do what you see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. So, so if anybody's within the sound of our voice in an abusive relationship, if you're being mentally abused, 
If you're being emotionally abused, save yourself. Because it's only a matter of time before you become physically abused. Save yourself. Abuse is really heavy, you know, because uh, I've gotten, you know, women who've come to me and, you know, one one day they'll come and they're ready to leave and, you know, a week will go by and they'll make the excuse, as you addressed earlier, well, he's not hitting me today. He hasn't hit me in a week. And therein is that that stage where he's not hitting you, you know, and so they bank on that. They become hopeful again that it won't happen again until it happens again. And sometimes the most crucial stage is when they're about to leave. Because batterers, you know, they're they're relentless. You know, they're out to get you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's so mm-hmm. true. And, and and it happens in stages. Because if your desire is that he won't hit you again, well, what about the other abuse that you're still under? Yeah. Oh, he's just he's just yelling at me. He's just talking to me bad. Or she's just disrespecting me. It's okay, long as she's not hitting me. No, none of it is okay. There's financial abuse, too. Oh, yeah. financial abuse. People don't address oh, that. Yeah. yeah. There's elder abuse. Some of our stuff. elders have been abused or yeah. get abused. Yeah. yeah. So true. So true. But you can't stay. You can't stay in a... It, it'll destroy you, you know, mentally, physically, you know, emotionally, spiritually. Abuse will destroy you and your family. You know, yes. You're giving your daughter's license to be beaten, you know, yep. by their mates. And you're showing your sons this is how you treat women. And people need to hear mm-hmm. this. They really do because it's it's that serious. You know. Yeah, when you hit really your is. woman, you showing your your son this is what you need to do to your woman. All we can do is be examples to our children. Yeah. You know? Yes. And, and there are so no true. guarantees. Yeah, and even I'm even sorry, in terms man. of sons and what sons see, even before they will see a man strike a woman, they're listening to how that man talks to a woman. Uh-huh. And women, too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Women yeah. need to, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. So true. Yeah. So I'm really in I think, I think, as why well, I thank you and CJ for this opportunity. I pray that we've brought some enlightenment to some, and even with those that don't that disagree, that's fine too. I love disagreement. The disagreement yeah. teaches us that we can challenge things and come up with our own better thing, you know, that works for us. Nothing that was said tonight is etched in stone. It works for some. It may not work for others. But at least we had the dialogue and the conversation. And for those of you who are married, don't just stop with a marriage. Strive to have a union with your mate. There's so much more rewards when you are unified with your mate and not just married to them. So let that be a goal for you. Thank you, Minister Simpson. It was wonderful having you on the show. And I hope our audience enjoyed the show this evening. But, Minister, I'd like you to end with prayer. You know, and uh, for our married couples and for our not married couples, you know, can you uh, take us out with a prayer, please? Yes. To all of those within the sound of my voice, 
Father, we come before you this time knowing you're a God that does all things well. Father God, we know that prayer does not need to consist of a lot of words. So our desire is that you extend your supernatural love. Let a love manifest within all of those within the sound of my voice, that they will challenge themselves to become a better version of themselves, that they will challenge their love language to speak a greater degree of love, that they will challenge themselves to walk in a greater sense of love and enlightenment. We pray for deeper levels of compassion, for we live in a time where so many are desensitized, so many are separated, Let us take these opportunities to grow in a deeper love because without love, what is there? Let those who have tuned in tonight just to hear different philosophies on marriage and union, let them walk away with a desire, not so much to be right, but to get it right. Not so much just to seek love, but to give love. Because love is something that is not, it's something that's given. So we pray for all of these things in your mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you very much for coming on, you know. It's always great to have you. And I hope you like being in the building. And on the show for the second time, this ain't the first time. I must say, every time that I've been on, on, on your show and you've invited me, every song that you've played was always right on time. Right <laughs> on time. You, you had me get my triple OG groove on and that Al Green cut. I hadn't heard that one in a while. <laughs> and you know what's funny? Love you know, and happiness. All right. <laughs> but what's funny, I, I, told, I told Ajua over the week, I was like, you know, I was like, he should have named that song Loving Hot Grits. So, you, know, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? We all know this joke about the hot grits or whatever. I'm going to leave that one alone, bro. Uh-huh, <laughs> hot grits, right? I, I, I don't want your listening audience to get any ideas because that was not the end. Yeah, yeah, don't throw no hot grits now. Don't throw no hot grits. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> As I was saying, though, man, it's always a pleasure to have you. No, Ajo, it's always so a pleasure to have you. As I stated in the very beginning, the Real Life Spill show is back. I'm still working on some things in the background, so I don't want to go saying, oh, I'll be on this day, I'll be on that day. You'll just get an update when I'm on. That's the best way. Well, when we're on. I got corrected. I got, I got corrected. When okay. we're on. Okay. Because there is no I in team. Mm-hmm. Okay. But um, I can I can say you know I I took a couple of things from the show. I didn't really write the notes, but I have a mental breakdown of some notes in my mind. And as I said earlier, a lot of it tied to what we spoke about today about those rocky ships, and the pastor also spoke about you know broken pieces and putting those broken pieces back together but yet and still how you could be used as a vessel even in the midst of those broken pieces of having the shattered heart 
the messed up mind, what you know, whatever it may be. So, once again, thank you because it really, it really tied all together. And I always love God when I can get confirmation on things. Mm. Yes, it was a, it was a, a, a true, true pleasure. And my beloved Ajawa, I love you so much. Deep calls in the deep, and you know how to take us deep. And I love uh, you so much for that. I love you so, so much. much. I love, I love you, so you more. Much. Thank you. Well, I'm going to end it with some music. You know, we're going to get ready to get Thank you, here. CJ. Thanks for having us on. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I appreciate you. Looking forward to doing it again. So. We'll set it at a later date and a later time. All right. No, yeah, thank you, listening audience. Yeah, of course. You know, thank you for the listeners. You know, thank you for the sponsors. You know, everybody who makes this show possible. And I think that's another thing. Like we don't we don't take uh, enough time to say thank you. I mean, it is a lot of people to thank, but as we all know, the thank you goes a long way. And you know, with everybody. With this upcoming week, I just want to say, you know, be blessed, be encouraged, keep the faith. That's all I have to say until next time. This is the Real Life Spill Show.
Once again, I want everybody to be encouraged. And we're going to close it out with this one here. And we'll see y'all next time on the Real Life Show. If I should stay, I would only be in your way. So I'll go, but I Think of you every step of the way, and I.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.